Okay, so still say a few words. Clearly, we experience uh, a world of ambiguity, good and bad, conflict, things never quite finished, things in process, hoping for a better situation. When that's health, economy, family, business, um, environmental, you know, things are not, nothing settled. And this, in a way, is, is a characteristic of existence called dukkha, the incompleteness, unsettled um, aspect of conditioned uh, experience. And uh, naturally, we want to address that. We don't address it by internalizing the conflict. So, you, you know, we want to address as best you can your environment, your situation, your family issues and so forth, your policy, political, um, you know, the whole thing. But at the same time, you don't want to internalize the conflict, the unsatisfied, the irritating, um, so dukkha as a characteristic is different from dukkha as a noble truth. Dukkha is a noble truth is when you've in, internalized it into feeling fed up, constricted, irritated, angry, depressed, frustrated, <laughs> left out, misjudged, blamed, <laughs> unwelcome, and so forth, just because we're in a, in a, in a conditioned situation where there are, there's a multiplicity of factors and they're not in harmony. And it was ever thus. The harmony arises from the citta. And the harmony arises from the citta. And the simple principle is the citta, the human being, centers their world. They're experiencing. And from that center, they can then move out as conditions allow, as is possible. Often for meditators there arises a, a conflict between, say, what we call the internal or the contemplative experience and the experience of livelihood and action, relationships, and so on. And, you know, to, to obviously interact, and when looking at right livelihood, which is basically refraining from wrong livelihood, Wrong effort, wrong action. So it's quite a, again, it's a, it's a, it's a sweeping away wherever of acting and reacting and responding in ways that are, uh, negative. Um, and we, we assess that negativity from within, not necessarily through the judgments or the values of the world. Yeah. So we're not trying to, I want to fit in with the world. I want to be okay with the world. I want people to everybody to feel comfortable with me, like me. That could happen, but it's not that likely to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> so if you're looking out there for it, it's you, you've lost, you've lost your center. You become someone who's always an obligation to, try to make the rest of it work. And uh, that puts your jitter in a very defective and um, disempowered state. 
So essentially, we start with the citta, fundamental principles, virtue, generosity, clarity, and sustain that, and then try to pick up our actions that follow those themes, follow the feeling of it, not just the ideology of it, but the feeling of it. And this is where the embodied aspect is so helpful because um, I guess we are all quite capable of having ideas about being fair and just and helpful and kind and compassionate and, and so on and so on and so on. And these, yeah, but um, the ideas need, need a, 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 a pragmatism. How do you fulfill those? Um, how do you actually live those uh, rather than just think about them? And this, so this sense of the embodiment means you actually feel the quality of uh, generous serving, generosity, equanimity, uh, gratitude, uh, compassion, truthfulness. And it an, has an energy to it that sustains you even if nobody else cooperates, <laughs> which can be the case. You know, uh, or only a few people cooperate. Only, only a few people pick up your message. Still, you are steady and intact in that. You don't let yourself get corrupted by ill will, despair, frustration, uh, distraction. Yeah. So this really is the best you can do. I don't think the Buddha did any better than that. Of course, he had a very full, full capacity, but essentially it was that quality and then turning it out. And clearly a lot of people were inspired, some people were not inspired, but that was not his concern. His concern was just to turn to stay with that and offer to whoever could pick that up and definitely spend his entire life making himself available and teaching it and demonstrating it with great vigor. Um, this we can do, this we can, we can follow that. And this means we don't internalize the discord of the world around us. And some of this discord is already internalized. Uh, uh, certainly our mind states can be Saddened, uh, discouraged, fearful, um, angry, uh, hostile, um, indignant, and so forth. So we, we do, we, we get that sense of things are, you know, internalizing that so that you're feeling not, and that, that internalizing affects your body. So as I've suggested, and you can witness for yourself, obviously very strong emotional surges, you'd certainly notice those in your body if you're tensed up, or you feel burdened, crushed, uh, you feel extremely on edge, uh, and of course, positive qualities, you feel comfortable, smooth, expansive, relaxed, open. But looking at how discord, dukkha, has internalized, uh, it, it generates stress inside within the somatic field, and some of this stress becomes physiologically embedded in 
what are called blocks, bodily blocks, bodily tangles, bodily compression. And there are four aspects of this imbalance. One is the sense of um, contraction. And contraction, where you experience it around your throat, uh, around your face, in your shoulders, is basically a defense movement. We feel the discord and we tighten up in a contracted mode. And this discord itself can, of course, be just operating in our minds. We remember something that generates that sense of no contraction. It's a defense strategy, uh, hardening. Uh, and so this can be just triggered by memory, thought, um, certainly social occasions. You can feel some of that, you know, defending, hard boundary. Um, and so it becomes so, so structured in that it's there more or less a greater part of the day to some extent. There is a, a contracted form, quite normal. And because we are social creatures living in, in often in rather highly peopled situations with people, cities you just don't know, 95% of the people you don't, you don't know who they are, what they are. So, you know, and there may be loud noises and lights flashing and bells ringing and people in uniforms and people with guns or, you know, it's going to be that. And so to the degree to which one's in, inhabited that, there's a contraction, contracted sense, which has a certain numbing uh, uh, and discordant in that I am very much internal and there's a world out there and we are not in harmony. I have to get through. And so that can be a certain pushy sense to get through, you know, to the place where I can come out. But uh, certain forcefulness of the contracted domain is forceful. Um, so naturally that affects our attitudes. It feeds back the contracted somatic state gives rise to a certain uh, forceful uh, mental attitudes, emotional states. We are hard. We push. We're pushing against doors even if they're open. We imagine or something prepares ourselves to be repelled, so we've already got our defences up. Um, we enter into a situation looking for where the safety is. Uh, can I come in? Am I okay? You know? And this can be going and come to a new situation. The, def- the contraction is there because, you know, and so in that contracted state, what we see from that position are the signs in the world around us that support that. We notice the things that could be difficult or alarming or hostile, those people's expressions. So, <laughs> You know, it's, it's a feedback loop between the somatic and the physiology. And then in that state, the mind begins to reiterate the um, qualities, uh, sees around it statistics and items that will validate the contracted state. 
So when you get a sense of not welcome, insecure, everybody's better than me, bigger than me, uh, you know, they know what they're doing, I don't, um, I'm not, I'm only a per- small person, that's the contracted state. And in that state, one gets so busy in the head figuring out how to get over it and, uh, and or, or validating it, you don't even notice what's happening in your body. So you tend to just get into these incredibly quite complicated mental states of trying to make sure everything's okay and feel good and look good and be accepted or keep people out. And that's the same for all of these um, four. I'll talk about them length later on. Second one is to do with um, tension. Now, tension may sound the same as contraction, but tension is much more a sense of um, uh, associated indignation, anger. I can't do what I want to do. I can't. I can't act. I can't move. So it's, it's a pent-up sense. Contraction is similarly hardened, but here it's it's much more a heated pushing out rather than a cold defending. So it's associated with frustration, impotence, being held down. I want to. I'm frustrated. I want to move out. So this. Uh, um, this quality, tension. And it's this ready to run, ready to go, yeah. on my toes. And when I act, I need to act. Because I'm, yeah, the action gives me strength or validity. Um, and so there's a certain overactive quality to that in which we feel we, if we could just do what we want to do, that tension would disappear. And unfortunately, it doesn't, because the tense mind sees something else to be tense about or to be contracted around. Um, okay, next one is uh, <laughs> disjointed. If it all... Scattered, broken up. Where am I? Loss, loss of centre. And I guess most of us have all all of these. So to some degree, we're sort of slightly scattered, and we're trying to get things together to feel more collected. Uh, and so this kind of, you know, from this we get people like compulsive, compulsive obsessive tendencies to buy things, eat things, sort things out, tidy things up, make things nice and da-da-da-da-da. And it's a disjointed state because we're looking for a centre and we imagine we'll find that when everything around us is comfortable, then I will, you know, feel centred. But, of course, that doesn't work because the more we do that, the more we see things around that we need to deal with, just get that email off, finish that to-do list, Tidy that, sweep that, clean that, fix that, you know, remember that, and then I'll be able to settle. But the more you do it, the more you see more things that need to be done, settled. <laughs> so it, it reiterates and we internalize that. So you're meditating and you've still got all kinds of things you should be doing to get either in the meditation or outside the meditation. So your meditation can get very busy. 
And so any of these phenomena, these contraction, tension, disorientation, can be also uh, carried out in the meditative process, where we're frankly trying to do something to get centered. Uh, you know, concentrate in order to get centered. Keep those input out. Keep that stuff out. Uh, I want to get through to the good state. You know, so any of these can be playing out in the psychology of meditation. And, you know, and you can find the reasons to, to validate that. I must need to get to this state. I should get rid of my defilements and so forth. Um, sense contact is something I want to avoid. Uh, you know, why can't I get to that good place that they've talked about in the book? Frustration, tension. And why can't I control my mind? And when I concentrate harder to get it together. So all this is still the same signals using meditative language, internalizing discord. And you can certainly generate a huge amount of discord internally sitting still. The last quality is false strength, which means a certain rising up, um, overexcited state. We get something, we get overactivated and we overdo it. Talk too much, plan too much, think too much, get excited. Uh, stimulated. You know, creativity can be like this and inventions can be like this. We start getting rather caught up in our, in our stuff. And again, this happens in meditation. And in the world in general, we're not actually in harmony with it. We are layering, putting more stuff on top. The quietness, the receptivity gets lost. So these are you know, four qualities that you can experience in, in meditation in the somatic domain. And, <laughs> you know, the point is that these discords will have evolved psychological, intellectual, conceptual and emotional layers built upon them, which get very complex and very personal. So, you know, I'm a tense person, I feel I'm a rather defended, shy person, I really got a lot of things I want to do in life, you know. Uh, Nothing wrong with that, but let's check out what's happening in the somatic domain, with the senses, you could feel quite complete and in harmony. And from that place, see what feels beautiful and how that can turn towards conditions, towards the conditioned realm, how that can turn towards being guided by wisdom. So this collected, harmonized state, this is what samadhi is about. It's not concentration in, in terms of something you do by narrowing, tightening your focus. It's containment so that the chitta can settle in itself clearly and then proceed from its own authority with discernment. And we don't lose our center in the actions. We don't lose our heart in the details. We don't lose the collectedness 
in the diffusiveness. So this is the aim, and to do that, we have to, well, what I'm encouraging is learn to just keep referring that to the place where jitta and the body meet, because the body doesn't have the complexities, doesn't have the psychologies, doesn't have the personal stories. So it's a very good um, template to put the psychologies on and see what they do. How many of those cause you to do this? How many of those cause you to do this? How many of psychologies cause you to do this? Yeah. Internally, and then, and also, is there meditation practices? And I, I'm saying there are that enable you to do to do that. So this is the theme of this day and this weekend. If you can, if you'd like to, it's all up to you, really. But if you'd like to, um, we have um, this afternoon, and those of you who would. Uh, feel you want to carry it further, there's tomorrow to continue. So there's some things to consider. So it's now time to take a break.